Amen. Well, this morning you're in for a treat. I've asked a brother, Menino, if he would speak for us this morning. We have several ministers in the church. I'd like to give them an opportunity to use the pulpit and use their abilities and skills. So would you give him a hand as he comes this morning? God bless you. Is this on? Can you hear me? Is it on? Good deal. Well, how many's glad you're here this morning? You know, we take for granted a lot of things. And as you talk to people in the world, you start to realize that we have a lot of things here that other people do not have. The freedom of the Holy Spirit, the way the Holy Spirit sets up the service, and brothers and sisters that will pray for you in a time of need. So I'm appreciative of that. Uh, we're going to be in the book of Jonah this morning. If you want to turn to the book of Jonah, we're going to read the whole chapter of chapter 1 and a little bit of verse 2. I promise I'll try to read it quick so you're not standing for a long, long time. But when Scott asked me to preach, he asked me, I think it was in December, and the Lord had already prompted me what I needed to speak on. Um, so I'm, I give God the glory for what he's about to say through me. And if it offends you, it is not my fault. Please do not touch my tires <laughs> and stay off our property. Amen. So I'm going to start reading. Jonah chapter 1, it says, The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and, and headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa, where he found a ship bound for the port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed from Tarshish to flee from the Lord. Then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea, and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. All of the sailors were afraid, and each cried out to his own God, and they threw the cargo into the sea to lighten the ship. But Jonah had gone below deck, where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. The captain went to him and said, How can you sleep? Get up and call on your God. Maybe he will take notice of us so that we will not perish. Then the sailors said to each other, Come, let us cast lots to find out who is responsible for this calamity. They cast lots, and the lots fell to Jonah. So they asked him, Tell us who is responsible for making all this trouble for us. What kind of work do you do? Where do you come from? What is your country? From what people are you? He answered, I am a Hebrew. I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. This terrified them, and they asked, What have you done? They knew he was running away from the Lord because he had already told them. That's amazing. People of the world know whenever you're running from the Lord. The sea was getting rougher and rougher, so they asked him, What should we do to, to you to make the sea calm down for us? This is interesting. Jonah said, Pick me up and throw me into the sea. He replied, And it will become calm. I know that it is my fault that this great storm has come upon you. Instead, the men did their best to row back to land, but they could not, for the sea grew even wilder than before. Then they cried out to the Lord, Please, Lord, do not let us die for taking this man's life. Do not hold us accountable for killing an innocent man for you. Lord, have done, Lord, have done, done as you pleased. Then they took Jonah and threw him overboard, and the raging sea grew calm. Could you imagine that little skirmish? Picked him up, threw him over, everything went better. 
Should have did that a couple hours ago, guys. <laughs> At this, the men greatly feared the Lord, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows to Him. Last, last passage. Now the Lord provided a huge fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. And from inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God. Let us pray. Father God, I pray right now that you be with us, Father God, as we discern your word, Father God. I pray right now that you lead and guide my mind and my thoughts and my words, Father God. This is about you, of you, and for you, Father. Lord, we love you and honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So a lot of us take for granted that everybody knows the Bible stories of the Bible. Jonah and the fish, Noah and the ark. Those things we all take for granted because those were taught to us in Sunday school. For those of us that was raised in church, Sunday school was uh, where you learned these things. But I want you to think for a minute. Let's say I was a children's church Sunday school teacher. This story I could scare the kids with pretty easy, right? Could you imagine me sitting there telling the kids, now look, if you don't obey God, the fish is going to eat you. So anybody from eight down would be scared to go fishing. Mom, I don't want to go. Dad, I don't want to go. I ain't said my prayer this week. And they'd have to tell them, well, Mr. Bubba told me that if I don't, I'm not obedient, the fish are going to eat me. Well, let me tell you something. Obedience is what God is after for this morning. And that is what this whole thing's about this morning is obedience. Um, how many people in here like to hunt? Pretty much everybody, huh? The rest of you didn't raise your hand, we'll pray for you. <laughs> it's not the killing of the animal that's the fun thing. It's the adventure, it's the work, and it's just sitting out there and watching God's creation moving uh, that I find most enjoyable. My wife and kids both hunt, all of them hunt, and I am nothing more than a tote goat at this stage in life. So I don't get to shoot, I get to sit and watch, Enjoy them, watch them miss, watch them hit, watch them cry. But last year, about this time, I got to go on a hunt. The boys killed out early. So I was like, you know what, I want to kill something. So I told Jacob, Jacob went down and hunted with me. Elijah was hunting with his grandpa. And I said, Jacob, you're going to be my guide today. If he don't make nothing else in life, maybe he can be a hunting guide. So I said, you're going to be my guide today. So I said, you lead me to the animal. You tell me which one to shoot. I'll shoot the one you shoot, tell me to, end of story. It wasn't about the trophy, it was about the experience with him. It was about letting him tell me which one to shoot, which one to go for. So we did. He led me to a, a orcs. Uh, it's an African animal. We shot it. It ran off. We got out of the stand, went to go trail, the, trail it, see if we could find it, couldn't find it. Found blood, couldn't find it. These animals are known for killing people. That's what they're called back home in Africa is man killers. So we elected to get out. It was cool that night. So we got out, let the animal sit overnight. Come back the next day, got back on the blood trail, and we tracked, and we tracked, and we tracked. Through the briars, up the hills, up a mountain, down a mountain, into the valley, only to find nothing. The disappointment of doing all that work all that experience only to end up with nothing. So that's what we're going to be talking about right here this morning is all the work that you're doing for nothing. See, I want you to listen. Jonah was a prophet in his time. Second Kings 14.25 says this. 
It also calls him a righteous man. So this man was walking with the Lord for, and had been for a while. He had been obedient. God had called him to do things. He was obedient, done them as he was asked. So he was doing the will and work of the Lord before this calling to go to Nineveh. He was obedient to the Lord, honorable and righteous, but Jonah did not agree with the Lord to send, send him to Nineveh to save this people group. I want to ask you something. What has the Lord called you to this morning that you don't agree with the Lord with? Has the Lord called you to go to a people and speak to them? You said, no, nah, they're not worth it, Lord. I don't want nothing to do with them. See, that's what Jonah did. Jonah said, I don't like those people, Lord. Those ain't, people ain't worth saving. So he turned and went the other way. Disobedient. So instead of following the Lord's word, he chose to go the other way. And how many of us have done that in our lives? We've gone the other way. If you haven't, you're going the other way right now by lying. <laughs> We've all been there. We've all done it. Simple things. Go pray for such and such. Go speak a word over such and such. Give this. Give that. We've all done it. The Lord's prompted us and we've hesitated. Sometimes we've missed out on the opportunities. Free will. We all have it. Right? We all have free will. Unless you're married. You don't have free will. You do what you're told. Or you sleep outside. And we must choose daily, hourly, even by the minute every day to choose to follow the Lord and to, or to do our own things. We are tempted, every minute that we're awake, we are tempted to go our own way. No matter how holy you live, no matter how righteous you are, no matter how many scriptures you can quote, you are tempted to go your own way at every day. You are not void or null of the temptation. You're not. That's just life. So if you've gone your own way this morning and you have walked away from your walk with the Lord or even your calling, you can get back on the right path. His mercy is never ending. Much like Jonah, you can run, but you can't hide. Amen? And how many of us have laid in bed at nights, we've walked away from God and the Holy Spirit steadily clicking what He's told you to do. The Holy Spirit will never stop chasing you. You might have a calling to teach Sunday school. And if you don't do it, you're going to be laying at night and the Lord's going to keep prompting you. You can keep denying it. You can keep walking away from it. But I'm telling you, there's going to come a day you're going to give in. Holy Spirit has a funny way of making you miserable. He loves you, but He can also make you uncomfortable. Much like, oh, I already read that. It says, uh, this could be the last time that we get to be in church together. That is how close we are to the rapture. This could be the last time that I stand behind the pulpit and preach. This is the last time we may have the opportunity to pray for each other. You say, there ain't no way. Look at COVID. We was here one Sunday, next Sunday we couldn't come here. Don't take for granted the simple things of the Lord. We don't know the day or the time of Jesus returning. Bible prophecy is being fulfilled daily in the world we now live in. So time is one thing we do not have a lot of no more. If you think you've got plenty of time, you never know when your last moment's going to be. Running from God doesn't hurt you alone. It causes others pain and grief as well. 
And the thing, as, as I was praying this morning and studying, the one thing that clicked right there was running from God doesn't hurt you alone. It causes others pain and grief. What the Lord reflected on was marriage. Protect your marriages. You may think, we'll just get divorced and go on. It affects people down the road. Protect your marriages. The enemy is after our marriages right now more than ever. You may think, well, I've got a great marriage. We've all got great marriages, but there's times that we go through struggles. There's times that we don't agree, believe it or not. As perfect as I am, Sarah sometimes disagrees with me. (laughs) Maybe it's the other way around. The ship that Jonah boarded came under turmoil due to Jonah's disobedience. They threw cargo overboard, tried everything they could to row to land, exhausted themselves all due to Jonah's running away. And I want you to think about how many people in your life, with you running from the Lord, you've caused turmoil in their lives. If Jonah would have never boarded this ship, these guys would have never went through these struggles. They would have had cargo when they got to where they were going. They wouldn't have exhausted themselves rowing and rowing and rowing. But because of Jonah's disobedience and him running, this crew, this ship had to undergo a storm. And think about the people in our lives that we've caused storms to come upon. Your moms, your dads, your grandparents that are praying for you, praying for you, never ending, never give up on you. They could be doing something else, but they love you so much they keep praying and praying and praying for you. The hurt that you cause other people. It says we don't like to think about other we don't like to think about the others in our lives that we've hurt and caused pain. But we do affect others with our choices. We like to think this decision only affects me because decisions down the road are affected by me. So as I told you that story in the in the very beginning of the service about me shooting that animal and us tracking it, y'all, this was not an easy track. This was through briars, through hills. We're in the rock country. There's uh, cactuses, big rocks, cliffs. And this wasn't fun. I had me, Elijah, Jacob, my uncle, my dad, all of us tracking for hours, four or five hours of this. In the middle of this, you start thinking, why did I even take the shot? I did not want to go through all this struggle, all this thing. My They're getting grumpy. My dad, he's getting grumpy. The kids are getting grumpy. That's the new word for not nice in our house. And you start saying, man, why did I do this? And how many times have all of us been walking through life and we made a decision and you get into it and you're like, man, why did I do this? Why did I even make that decision? Why did I take that shot at that? I did not know the outcome of it. See, the Lord told Jonah to go to Nineveh and preach because their wickedness had come up before them. The city was in turmoil and about to be destroyed. Jonah was there to preach and call them to repentance. Those people in Nineveh needed to hear what Jonah had to say. Because of Jonah's disobedience, that city was about to be destroyed. So who in your life has God told you to go speak to but you don't know that they're about to pass away. You are the last thing on this earth that they can maybe see a glimpse of Jesus. Be obedient to what the Lord calls you, especially in these last days. You never know. There's so many people passing away now of simple things. things young people passing away of a heart attack. 
Y'all, we don't know the hour in which our time is called. I could be called in 30 minutes to go home. Up there. In about 40 minutes, we'll probably go home over there. But you don't know when your last day is, so don't take it for granted. How many people stay in their mess, life of misery and suffering, due to us not spending, not spreading God's Word and love as the Holy Spirit leads us? Whether it's children to adults, we shine that love of God to them. Life is busy. We often overlook simple needs of others due to, due to us keeping to our schedules, our goals, our plans. But He's asking, will you just slow down and do what I've asked you to do? He was calling Jonah out of his life. Will you slow down and go to Nineveh and speak? Jonah said no. All he's asking us to do is slow down and feed his sheep. Some of you in here, you're called to children. You're called to youth. You're called to adults. Whatever the age group it is that you're called to, that is his sheep. It's not calling his sheep 18 and under. His sheep is everybody that's in this congregation right now. We are His sheep. John 21, 15-17 says, Please feed my sheep. If you love me, feed my sheep. Jesus is asking if you will love me. Everybody in here love Jesus? God is good, is He not? Life is difficult, difficult is it not? So we're going to say that again. God is good. Life is difficult. God's through with you through it all. But life doesn't have to be difficult if the Holy Spirit is in control of your life. We're going to have disappointments. We're going to have hurts. We're going to have sadness. John 16, 33 says this, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In Him we may have peace. Not in a government, not in a hunting club, not in a job, not in a marriage, not in a relationship. In Him we may have peace. In this world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. He's already overcome it before we come to it. Nothing is new to mankind that we're going through. It's all the same as whenever He was on earth. It says, if you're here this morning and you have known the Lord and fallen away with, with your relationship with Him, today you have the opportunity to renew that relationship. You don't have to hold the condemnation, the guilt that the enemy gives you. You may feel like you've missed your choice with that one bad decision, but He's calling out to you today, come back home. Now, I told you before, we've all kind of made some bad decisions at times. If, if you haven't, again, you're a liar. Me and Sarah in our marriage, we have fallen away from church twice. And I can lead you back to the single decision that was made that led us that way. And I'm sure it's the same in y'all's lives. Think about the one decision that you made that, that was the pivotal point that turned you away from church was it a friendship with somebody was it an opportunity to go hang out with somebody that turned you away from God one decision can change your path 
See, tracking that animal that I shot, over time I started feeling like I messed up, I took a bad shot. See, it bothers me to hurt something and not be able to reap the reward of it. I don't shoot things just to shoot things. I shoot things because I want to eat it. I don't know about y'all, but I enjoy eating. And if I can shoot an animal and eat that, that's free meat in my mind. But it started bothering me. Why did I do this? Why did I even want to do this? And if... You may be sitting here this morning thinking, why am I here? Why am I doing this? I'm here to tell you God's got something for you this morning. Amen? If God has told you to do something, whether it's speaking, singing, praying, but you didn't follow through, it's a sin. I'm just going to call it like it is this morning. Knowing to do good and not do it is sin. That's in the Bible. Again, don't touch my tires, don't touch the property. But knowing to do good and not doing it is sin, no matter how big or how small. If you go out and kill somebody, it's a sin. If you don't go over there and pray for that person, it's a sin. Simple. What I'm about to tell you is something that the Lord laid on my heart this morning. I don't know what anybody's going through. I'm not going to look up. I'm not going to look at nobody because I don't want to make eye contact with anybody that will make me laugh or make them laugh. But I want you to hear kind of what the Lord spoke to my heart this morning. It says, I will never ask you to do something that I haven't prepared you for. I've asked you to do things above your ability, but it is I doing them through you. I am showing you that I am in control of this life that you think is yours. Answer the calling when I call and trust me. He's calling us to step out this morning. The older I get, the more I see I really have no control of this this world. We don't have really no control in this world. I'm responsible for my walk and my obedience to Christ. And this is what I'm going to stand and give an account for one day before Him. No excuses for failure. It's going to be obedient or disobedient in every situation He presents before me. That's it. This new generation coming up, you can ask them something, sit there, watch them do it wrong, and they're going to come up with an excuse why it wasn't their fault. That is the generation of this end time. And excuses of why something's wrong. But I'm here to tell you, on the judgment day, there is no excuses. You will stand for what you did or didn't do. Jonah, and I find it so funny in this story, Jonah knew he was in the wrong. And he openly admitted, I'm in the wrong, I'm running from the Lord, throw me over, you're good. That's what he said. Do y'all think the President of the United States would ever say that today? Y'all, I'm in the wrong, it's my fault, I wasn't following God, throw me in the ocean, everything will be better. That's the difference between a righteous man and a worldly man. Even when I make mistakes, I know when I'm in the wrong. The Holy Spirit's still inside there saying, boy, you sure are dumb. (laughs) And this is going to hurt. It says, you will answer for the same for each of your lives. 
So back to the story of tracking the animal. After tracking and being disappointed of the blood trail ending, I decided to go back to the very beginning and start over. Went back to where we shot it. Exhausted, hot, hungry. We gave it one more try. Six hours into this tracking. We found another blood trail. And we went right to the animal. 30 yards from where I shot it. I want to ask you this morning, which trail are you following this morning? See, if I would have stayed on that trail and given up, I would have missed out on my trophy. I would have missed out on my animal. But there's times in our life right now that we too give up. You're on the wrong trail and you give up. And God's asking you this morning, come back to the beginning, the altar, start over. The calling that He has on your life, that's your calling. That's your calling. How many people are suffering because you're not answering to your call? How many people are you exhausting because they're in turmoil because of your disobedience? Sometimes you need to go back to the beginning and start over. Doesn't mean you're a failure. Doesn't mean you missed it. Doesn't mean you're expelled from God's grace for the rest of your life. He's asking you to come back to the beginning and start over. Now in the book of Jonah, Jonah got his chance to start over as well. This big old huge fish that eat him threw him up and he went to the shore. How's that for a Sunday school, children's church story? If you're disobedient, you're going to get eaten by a big fish. The big fish is going to vomit you out of his mouth. Don't get more childlike than that. Amen? (laughs) But I'm here this morning to tell you this. If you have followed the wrong path and the frustration and exhaustion seems too much, you feel like giving up, come back to the beginning of where you started. The altar is the beginning. Let Him refresh you, put you on the right path. Your trophy is closer than you can imagine. And y'all, what are we all striving for? Well done, thou good and faithful servant. That's the trophy that I want to receive when that day comes. Amen? So I don't know how you want to do this, but I just want to encourage you. If you're here this morning and you feel like you've gone too far, you haven't. Until the Holy Spirit is removed from this earth, He's going to continue tugging at your heart. He's not going to leave you alone. He's not going to go away. He's going to continue until you answer God's calling. So you can run as far as you can, as fast as you can. I promise you, He's not going to leave you alone. And I'm talking about church people today, y'all. People inside of our church, answer your calling. Whatever the Lord has laid on your heart, answer your calling. He needs you. There's people out there that need you. There's people that need to hear the Word the way you present it. Scott presents the Word in a very educational form. I present it in a doll baby format. (laughs) Misty presents it in a ladylike form. Bo presents it in a very formal form. But it's all those different presentations that reach different groups. And that is what God is calling us all to answer our calling, to reach all the people in the way that you can reach them. Amen? So I want to thank you all this morning. Scott, you want to go from here?
Well, if you would, stand with me this morning, please. Veronica, could I get you to come play? I don't think we could end that without giving you an opportunity to respond. The Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And I don't care who you are or what you're doing. doesn't matter. There's going to come a time in your life where you fail and falter. It's going to come a time in your life whenever you suddenly wake up and say, what am I doing here? You know, that prodigal son, one day he woke up, he was eating pig slop, sitting, and he's a Jewish boy sitting there feeding pigs. I don't know how, how you feel about that, but that's, that's pretty much not a responsibility of something that a Jewish boy would want. But he was sitting there feeling pig, feeding pigs, and all of a sudden he said, you know what? The very bottom servant in my daddy's house lives better than this. And he got himself right. Everybody's going to go through exactly what Kenneth said. And, and this morning, we're just saying, is this where you are? And if it is, let me tell you, we've all done it. But we've, we've got to come back. We've all had to come back too. So this morning, as Veronica plays, I just want to say, if the Lord's speaking to your heart, if you need to come down here and quit wearing everybody else out, I thought that was good. Everybody else is suffering from your bad decision. You're suffering from it, but you're wearing everybody else out too. And if you want to change that, if you want to get it right with God, then volunteer this morning to throw yourself into the mercies of God. Volunteer this morning to throw yourself into the sea. And you'll find that that trouble and that turmoil and all those problems that you have right now, you'll find that God has a way of making that sea flat and still. The greatest thing you'll ever do in your life is give your life to Jesus Christ. The greatest thing you'll ever do is have a rebirth. You weren't aware of your first birth, I know, but you can be aware of this birth. So this morning, the Lord's moving on your heart to respond to the sermon that's been presented. Then as we wait for just a moment, leave your seat, make your way down. If you don't want to come down by yourself, that's understandable. Grab the hand of whoever's next to you and say, come down with me. But if that's you this morning, make your way down. Amen. We'll give you just a moment. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Hallelujah. If you need to start over, respond. The first step to a new beginning is a response this morning. Amen. Make your way down. Could I get a couple of you ladies to come down this morning to pray with these that are here? The Lord's dealing with your heart. I still like just feels like the Lord's still dealing with some of you. Volunteer. Let yourself go. Hallelujah. Let yourself go.
There's a man in here somewhere. And, and your decisions, your decisions is causing a lot of turmoil in your family. Your decisions are causing your wife to be in continual turmoil. Your decisions, the, the, the bullheadedness that you have in this place today of not coming down is the same bullheadedness that you exhibit in your own home and it's causing turmoil in your family. It's eventually going to cause turmoil in your job. Huh. It's eventually going to cause turmoil in your job and you're going to start seeing that in everything that you put your hands to because it's all going to turn out to be just like Jonah where everybody else is toiling and working Everybody else is, is having to try to cover for you because you're allowing your own bullheadedness to cause problems in everything you put your hands to. And the Lord's telling you today, he's ministering to your heart right now, and he's telling you, if you'll put your pride down, if you'll fall at my feet, if you'll take me as your Savior and allow me to begin to direct your life, I'll put your marriage back together I'll bring your kids back home. I'll make your job tolerable. I'll work in your life. But the Lord's telling you this morning, it starts with you stepping in an aisle and coming down here this morning and saying, Father, I'm sorry. Forgive me for being bullheaded and rebellious and not doing, not allowing you to be what I want you to be in my life. If that's you this morning, then I want to invite you to make your way down and get it right with God this morning as we wait for just a moment. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I sing glory to your name. Oh, Lord, hallelujah, Jesus. All right, if you lift your hands this way, we're going to pray for these that are down here. Hallelujah. 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 Heavenly Father, Lord God, in Jesus' name, glory to God. Father, we thank you, Lord God. Lord God, put our feet on the right path, oh God, in Jesus' name, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Minister, oh God. Minister, oh God. Minister, oh God. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, church. Pray with me this morning. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy, Lord. We thank you for your grace. Hallelujah. 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 Minister this morning, Lord God. Hallelujah. Father God, let your Holy Spirit, God, touch our hearts, our minds, and our souls, oh God. Let your glory touch. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father God, touch her this morning, God. In Jesus' name, Lord God, hallelujah. Let your Holy Spirit, Lord, let your Holy Spirit, hallelujah. 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 Can you give the Lord a hand clap this morning? Praise God. Amen. I pray that the Lord's ministered to you this morning. Have a good afternoon. Be rested. Come back tonight at 6 o'clock. Have a service. Do it all over again. Receive the Lord again. Heavenly Father, thank you for your presence today, God. Thank you for salvations. Thank you for healings. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you for showing up, oh God, showing out, Lord God, and being God in our lives, Lord God. Bless us and keep us. Rest our bodies this afternoon, God, and bring us back at the appointed hour. In Jesus' name we pray for your glory. And everybody said, amen. amen. Have a good afternoon.